Religion is, I'm working so that God will accept me. Biblical Christianity is, God has fully accepted me in and through my faith in Jesus, and I'm working out of that full acceptance mm-hmm. because of my love and my response mm-hmm. to amazing grace. It's, it's two different things. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast. Chad, uh, I didn't tell you what we were going to talk about today on the podcast, so we're just going to dive right in. I want to talk about religious people. Uh, because That's I've, my favorite subject. This is your favorite subject. And because uh, I know that, that you're, you're teaching on this, um, but also just I've had lots of conversations and people automatically go, oh, you're a pastor. You must be really religious. Yeah. And, and I feel like my immediate response is like, no, let me deconstruct everything that you're thinking right now when you think, oh, somebody goes to church or a pastor or whatever, they're super religious. Um, let's, let's unpack that a little bit uh, because there's this moment where Jesus encounters super religious people. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, he encounters them all throughout the gospel of Mark, all throughout the, the gospels. And it, it never seems to go really well, except for the, the one that like sneaks out and meets with him at night where none of the other religious people can see him. Um, let, let's talk about why following Jesus is not about being religious. Well, I think um, in the in the book of Mark, because mm-hmm. um, Peter most likely is the eyewitness mm-hmm. for the book of Mark, and then Mark's writing those things down. And, and there's a few moments or a few sections where it feels like, and it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, of course, but it feels like... Uh, Peter, and then with the assistance of Mark, it's like they're going out of their way to really emphasize that Mm -hmm. Jesus hung out with sinners. Mm -hmm. And they're going out of their way to really emphasize that Jesus shook up religious people. Mm -hmm. Or there's this juxtaposition of religious people didn't really like Jesus, and people that were irreligious seemed to seem to like him a lot. So mm-hmm. so you got this all back and forth. Um, I, I said this this past weekend, and I, I actually got an email, shockingly. People, um, wait, hang maybe, on. Do you, get e- was, do you get emails when people may, maybe disagree a, with you? Yeah, maybe it was a phone call because Justin responded to it for me, which I appreciated. But um, the question was, because I'll tease, uh, and, and I've said this in sermons and I've talked about it before, you know, if somebody asked me, hey, what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. You know? I, I always say, well, I, I just lie to them, right? <laughs> like, like right then, or I give a half truth. You know, mm-hmm. I, do, I do leadership consulting, uh, which is true. I, I do that. Um, but the, the tone of the question from the person in our church was, uh, why are you ashamed of being a pastor? Or why wouldn't you, uh, you know, just be honest about that, mm-hmm. right? You, you should be, right? Yep. And, the, and then they start to should on me, yep. which a lot of people do that because everybody's got an idea of what a pastor should or shouldn't do. Um, my response was, you know, I'm mostly joking mm-hmm. when I say that to our church. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to make the point uh, that you just made. When somebody hears you're a pastor, they immediately put you in a category. That's right. You're judging me. Oh, gosh, what did I just say? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't talk to you like a normal human being. And and, and the irony is in the modern world, uh, if you tell somebody you're a pastor, you lose all relational equity. Mm-hmm. In a moment, yeah. any any relational equity that you were you were gaining in that conversation is is lost because people automatically assume hyper hyper yeah. judgment. If so, it's so, somebody who's not a church person, there's a category of church people that would be like, "Oh, wow, you're a pastor," and then they start, you know, they get all excited about it. Yeah, they're they're you know less than one percent yep. of the people you might talk to yep. that you don't know. But to your point, whoever's 
you know, saying that and we love you. We're glad you're at Sun Valley and uh, you're obviously that person. If you listen to the podcast, uh, we're not talking about you. We're talking about somebody else. Um, but uh, to your point, that person, probably not a pastor who's been in this situation, doesn't understand the context in which you're saying that uh, because you do have to deconstruct so many ideas that people have in their mind. The second you say, yeah, I'm a pastor or I've experienced this where I've been traveling the world and talking to people and building friendship, building relationship, all of that. And then it gets to the question, what do you do? I say, I'm a pastor. And the conversation like dies, like I am doing everything to resuscitate this conversation because yeah. they want nothing to do with me at that point uh, because of all the baggage that they have from their pastor, their understanding or filters that they're running that that idea of what is a pastor through. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not ashamed, obviously, of being a pastor at all. Mm-hmm. And some of the best compliments I ever get is you don't really seem like a pastor. Uh-huh. You know, the, uh, so that I, I actually uh, find that to be a big compliment. Uh, it's just I want to be wise in, in the way that I approach somebody and gain as much relational equity as I can. And, and so if faith comes up, yeah. I'm not sharing it because I'm quote unquote a pastor. I'm sharing it because I'm a human being yeah. uh, that God has uh you know, reach down to in his grace mm-hmm. and through the person of Jesus. And so uh, anytime I share my faith, I, I don't want people to think it's because I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is, I'm, if I ever share my faith, it's because I care for them. That's right. And God's changed my life. And that's uh, not the same as being ashamed of the gospel. You're, in fact, you're, you're trying to deliver the gospel. Oh, I, I'm trying, trying to, to be, be all things to all people. What Paul talks about of like, yeah, I want to reach people. So well, that's frankly, the goal. It, yeah, it's actually more courageous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's attention because what I'm going to do is is not come at you with the authority of my position. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out, come to you with the vulnerability of my life. It's, mm-hmm. it's two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's always... Um, Give me the wisdom to know the right thing to do and the courage to do it. But there's there's something about just humility and and God changed my life and you know here's what He did um, in my marriage. Here's what He's doing in my family. Here's how broken we were. That's totally different than I'm a pastor and let me just yeah. fill you in on what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, it's, it's two different approaches. Yeah, let me find some common ground with you. Let me build some relationship and through that influence, then that I gain, Lord willing, then then I can have those conversations. Well, and and even in that context, right? Mm-hmm. So to get back to the question you were asking me. Um, so now if you tell somebody you're a Christian, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like you have to explain that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm not one of these kinds of Christians. Yep. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm, I'm not judgmental, hateful. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't secretly celebrate that, you know, I'm going to heaven and a bunch of you are going to hell. You know, I, I mean, there's all of these ideas, right. That yep. people have about quote unquote Christians, that there are certain types of people that we hate and, and there are, uh, you know, certain types of people that are our people and, you know, mm-hmm. all this kind of thing. And so when we talk about religious people, e- even that has to be, quantified and clarified. Yeah. Right. Uh, because we live in this world where everybody is so tribal mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we don't, we don't listen to learn anymore. We actually don't listen. What we do is we listen so that we can immediately make a judgment decision. Is this person in my tribe out of my tribe? And then we, we just assume all these things about a person because of mm-hmm. a way they said something, you know, yep. it's, it's just crazy. So the whole pastor thing, yeah, we, we need to be wise. And even when we tell people that we're Christians, we need to be wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually I don't say I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Usually what I'll say is, uh, well, I, I'm a person that I, I read the Bible. I, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus and I, I really try to learn from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in learning from him, I, I try to live my life the way he would have me live it. And so I typically don't even throw around the term Christian because that means a million things to a million different people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I recently had a conversation with somebody and 
to your point, they just categorized, they went, okay, Christian, and they started talking about why they're not a Christian, and everything that they said had to do with organized religion and their experience with people who claim to be Christian or people in a church organization, whatever. None of what they said had anything to do with Jesus. And so I kept going, well, what do you— what do you think about Jesus? Like, let's let's go back there because all of their arguments, every reason why, you know, they they never want to be a person of faith or religious or Christian or whatever label you want to give it had nothing to do with the person of Jesus, had everything to do with Jesus followers in our modern age and, and things that they've said and done that, that have created church damage with this person. Well, let's go all the way there for a second. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I have a friend uh, who is gay and um, he uh, came to my house. Uh, for an alpha group. And he was really concerned. Uh, well, before before he came, I invited him to the alpha group. Before he came Hang on, real the, quick, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what an alpha group is. Uh, so alpha is a ministry that we do here at the church for people who are investigating faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's answers, talking about answers to some of life's biggest questions from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's people who are exploring. Yep. Uh, you watch videos and then you have conversation and it's, it's a, it's a judgment-free mm-hmm. uh, environment. You can say whatever you want. Uh, your opinion is respected. Nobody's going to say that's right, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's more okay. That's interesting. Why do you think that? And it gives us an opportunity to learn from one another. Mm-hmm. But the videos are answering life's biggest questions from a Christian perspective. So that's alpha. Mm-hmm. And so my friend, um, let's 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 just call him. Let's just call him Michael. Okay, because that's his name. So, so Michael comes and, uh, he's, he'll probably listen to this podcast and he, he meets me at the church office Mm -hmm. and, um, wants to let me know he loves Sun Valley. He loves me, but wants to let me know that he's, he's gay. And, you know, is that okay? Is it okay to come to the church and all of that? And, uh, I said, of of course it is. Cause he automatically made assumptions. Uh, I'm a Christian pastor, hashtag religious leader, Mm -hmm. right? And he just wanted to make sure it was cool for him to be here. And then the other question was, um, would I affirm uh, his his lifestyle and all these other things? And 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 he and I have some disagreements there, and mm-hmm. he knows that. Um, and uh, you know, we've had really tough conversations along those lines. And Michael, if you're listening, I love you. You know that. And uh, and he loves me. And he's 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 moved, and now he texts me questions, lets me know how how he's doing. Um, but but sometimes if we put on that that full religious thing, mm-hmm. it's I'm automatically going to be judged. I'm not welcomed at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to process, right? And even though my my friend that I just referred to, even though uh, he and I see some things differently, right? Um, he and I are both sinners, mm-hmm. and we are both in deep need of the grace of God, right? And so while, you know, there's some things he would want me to affirm, but I won't, at the same time, he knows he's my friend and I'll love him and I'll always be there for him if he mm-hmm. needs me, right? Mm-hmm. And, and vice versa. So I, I think what happens is when we read through the scriptures with Jesus and religious people, with religious people, there's no grace. Mm-hmm. There's great self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. There's hyper judgment. And, and the problem with being uber religious is uh, you can't love people. All you can do is compete with them. Mm-hmm. I'm good, you're bad, and here's why. And that's just not the gospel. The gospel is we're all bad and we all need a savior. Yeah. And are there some things that the Bible says, you know, this is wrong? Yeah, and, and we all do things in those categories. And, and so it's a tension that we have to manage between grace and truth. And we are all living in that tension. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that, that you bring that up because by our nature, I feel like people are very competitive. Uh, but also our nature is the problem that Jesus came to solve, right? So yeah. you have this competition. And, and what we do when it comes to religion is we create a scoreboard. We go, all right, how, how am I comparing to everybody else? Am I winning the game or am I losing the game? Am I better than others? Am I, am I worse than others? And, and so we've invented these scoreboards. Well, the scoreboards don't actually exist in God's eyes, the way that, that we see them of how am I, am I checking off more boxes? Am I succeeding more than this other person? Um, God doesn't see it that way. To your point, all of us are sinners desperately in need of his grace, and he comes to erase the entire scoreboard for us. Yeah. Uh, there is no more scoreboard. But here you have these religious leaders at the time of Jesus, and they're not ready for that because for hundreds of years, they've been keeping score. And and one of the areas that, that Mark points out that they kept score is this thing called the Sabbath. And, and so you have this day that God sets aside. You actually see this modeled in creation. He creates for six days and then he rests on the seventh and just enjoys creation. And so he invites his followers to do the same, to have a day that we just rest and we enjoy creation with God and we enjoy that fellowship with him. And it's a pause and it's what we're designed to do. And so um, God says, I want you to do that. In fact, it's in our Ten Commandments. Now, the religious leaders took that and they went, well, let's do subpoint A, B, C, D, E, and let's do, you know, let's add laws to religious that. Religious people are so good at ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. This is a really great gift. Just, just think about God's inviting you to rest. Who doesn't want rest? Okay, let's go a little further. And this command comes out of his people being in Egyptian bondage for mm-hmm. 400 years. You know what slaves don't do? Rest. And God's going, so one day a week, I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the motivation behind the command of the Sabbath is enjoy your life. Enjoy your life and learn to trust me. God rested. Does God need to rest? Does God get tired? No. Mm-hmm. The whole point is on the seventh day, he enjoyed all that he created. Mm-hmm. Right? And to your point, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, that's all right. I know you're used to it. It's a good interruption. Um, what the religious people did is they said, okay, so here's 39 specific things that you cannot do <laughs> yep. because this would be outside of the realm of rest in our opinion. And they totally put all these subcategories under this beautiful command of enjoy your life on mm-hmm. this day. And they freaking ruined it. Okay. So I, I have to think in this moment. So there's this moment Jesus is walking and uh, and with his disciples or whatever, and there's some grain just you know growing in a field or whatever, and they're going to snap off a little grain pop it in their mouth, chew on it. You know, I imagine kind of like a cowboy with a little, you know, grass thing. And it's almost like he's baiting them because Jesus went 40 days without eating. 100% he's baiting them. Yeah. So it's not like he's, oh, I need this little grain or whatever. And all of a sudden they freak out and they go, what is, what is he doing? He's breaking the Sabbath. There's rules. You're not supposed to be working. And here he's harvesting grain and, uh, and his disciples. And they're going, what? All the time they're pointing out his disciples. And the disciples, I think, have a good idea of how Jesus feels about the Sabbath and how Jesus feels about all these rules. And so the disciples are out there like, yeah, great. Let's pick some grain or whatever. And these guys are losing their minds. Well, back to the core question. Yeah. You know, is Christianity a religion? Uh, well, and the, and the honest answer is, well, maybe mm-hmm. if you make it that – but but that's not what Jesus came to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not a New Testament follower of Jesus faith. Mm-hmm. No, that's not religion. Mm-hmm. Because religion at its core is about earning. And the gospel, what Jesus brought at its core, is about receiving. Mm-hmm. It's two different things. Salvation is a gift. You can't earn it. Right? Relationship with God is a gift. You can't earn it. And so religion is all about earning. Mm-hmm. And if I can use this term, Biblical Christianity is all about receiving. Yeah. It's it's amazing grace. 
But there is effort in biblical Christianity yep. because that grace, that love, that profound acceptance in and through the person of Jesus motivates me. Mm-hmm. Hear how I'm going to say this. Yep. Motivates me to have a religious fervor, mm-hmm. right? To have a religious type of devotion to wanting to know him and follow him. But it's not motivated to earn. Mm-hmm. It's not motivated by fear. It's motivated out of my response of his love for me. Yeah. Right. I was going to say the motivation is what matters. That's that's huge because one, you're trying to earn God's grace, which you can't earn grace. It's a gift. Uh, the other one, you're just responding to. I've already received God's grace, and now I want to live in the reality of this grace that I've received. I want to live differently because of what's already happened, not so that something will happen. Religion is I'm working so that God will accept me. Biblical Christianity is God has fully accepted me in and through my faith in Jesus. And I'm working out of that full acceptance mm-hmm. because of my love and my response mm-hmm. to amazing grace. It's it's two different things. And when God gives direction, instruction, when he gives us to, for lack of a better term right now, when he gives us rules, okay, those, those are not like, oh, he's just giving us rules for rules sake. Uh, he's just teaching us how life works and how life was designed. And that if we actually walk in those steps, uh, we actually experience life to the fullest. We actually experience what we were created for. And so it's not, hey, rules for rules sake. It's God going, hey, your natural tendency is to do this. If you do this, you're actually going to experience greater blessing. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is what you were created for and how you were designed. And, and so I'm going to give you these guidelines. Well, well, here's what bothered the Pharisees so much. So back to the, you know, here's 39 things you can't do on mm-hmm. the day that you're supposed to enjoy your life, right? Which means they're totally taking the joy out of the day you're supposed to enjoy your mm-hmm. life. Because, quote, rest means this. And if you pick grain as you're walking through a field, that's not rest. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus picks grain to, to bait them. The reason that religious leaders do that is because it's constant measuring. Mm-hmm. You said this a moment ago, but I want to bring us back to it. It's constant measuring. If you are religious, you are always in fear. Mm-hmm. Did I please God? Did I displease God? Am I good with God? Am I not good with God? Oh, I'm good. God owes me. Oh, I'm bad. God owes me. You don't want God owing you anything. You don't want God to be fair. Mm-hmm. It's all grace or it's nothing. Yep. And so biblical Christianity is we're almost sinful than we can possibly imagine. We're all bad, right? Um. I, well, Let's just go there. So my friend that I was talking about a moment ago needs a savior. Mm-hmm. He, he's a sinner. He needs a savior. Um, and I need a savior. I'm a sinner. I, I need a savior, right? And so I'm a Bible guy. And there are different things in the Bible that the Bible says, this is good. This is, this is not good. This is what's best for you. This is what not's best for you. This is right and wrong. And all of us do things that are wrong. Mm-hmm. And all of us need a savior. But what religious people do is they want to measure um, I may not be perfect, but I'm better than you. Yeah. I may not be perfect, but at least I don't sin like you do. Mm-hmm. And we're constantly doing that crap. And I think Jesus can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it really, really makes him angry. And the, and the, uh, there's somebody <laughs> listening right now. Okay. And you're going to go, yeah, but, but, but this, but, but, but this. Here's, here's, here's what I'm saying. And let me be clear and prophetic. Okay. Every human being is born with a sin nature. Mm-hmm. All of us are natural born sinners. And without the grace of Jesus, we are all hopeless, helpless, and hell bound. But thank God for the grace of God in and through the person of Jesus. This is why he died on the cross. This is why he rose again. It is good news of great joy for all people. And we all need a savior. And what that does is, okay, now I'm operating out of acceptance, mm-hmm. which means even though, Robert, you may sin differently than you do, 
it's not me going, I'm better than you, right? Because I don't do this. I mean, I, I do these things, but at least I don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm already fully accepted. Yeah. And so I can love you and your challenges and struggles, and you can love me and my challenges and struggles, right? This is the beauty of that passage. So Jesus responds, they're giving him, I can't believe you'd pick grain on the Sabbath. And, and we'll just make that this point with that passage. And Jesus says, well, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's what I want to point out. And I'll talk about it in the, in the sermon. If you, haven't, if you haven't heard it, you'll, if you want to go back and listen to it, you'll hear it. He doesn't say, I'm Lord over the Sabbath. Oh, I'm in charge of all those rules. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. The word Sabbath means full contentment, full rest. It's, it's full enjoyment of life. When Jesus says, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, mm-hmm. he's saying, guys, you don't need rules. You know what you need? Relationship with me. And, and that's really the difference. When God came to change the world, he didn't give us more rules. He gave us a person. Mm-hmm. And his name is Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I am your source of contentment, right? I am your full rest. I am the place of amazing grace that will free you from being so judgmental and so afraid and will free you from the striving and longing and clawing to be right with God. I will free you of all that. And instead of working to be accepted with God, if you'll receive me, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. I am the rest. Instead of working to be accepted by God, you'll receive me and you'll work out of acceptance by God. Mm -hmm. It's totally different. Jesus just turns that whole thing over. Yeah. I'm preaching a lot in this You podcast. are. No, this was good. I'm just sitting back and enjoying this. I feel like I'm the, the first listener of the podcast. Everybody else is joining me yeah. and listening. Well, I, but this I, can, is... I can tell sometimes, oh, Chad, you got to let Robert talk on this too. But I, I just get so fired up about this. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because I grew up really religious. Yep. Um, and that is still my default. God help me. Yep. But Jesus came to set us free from the curse of the law and from the curse of the burden of religion. And when Jesus came, God's not given us more rules. He already did that. The, the bulk of the New Testament is rules don't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rules without relationship equal rebellion. But rules with relationship over time will equal righteousness. Mm-hmm. If, if you are prone to be a little more religious, in other words, a moment ago, you were going, yeah, but, 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 mm-hmm. Chad, but, mm-hmm. but if you were doing that, um, let me just tell you this. The way you change the world. Is through relationships. We don't we don't change the world through cursing the darkness. Mm-hmm. Rules without relationship equal rebellion. We change the world with relationship, loving people well, giving them opportunities to sort out their beliefs and allowing the Holy Spirit to work in them and through them, and that changes the world one life at a time. So, yeah, we can keep going. Yeah, I don't have a ton to add to that to put a, a little bow on it. Um, this is why when Jesus says, let me sum up all the Bible for you. Let me take all these rules. Let me take all of these things, that, all these commands that you've taken and you've complicated and added all the sub points. And you've 39 <laughs> sub points to yep. the day of rest. Yeah. Jesus says, Are let you me kidding me. Let me go ahead and compress it for you. Here's what you do. You ready? You love God and you love people. You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you love your neighbor as yourself. He says, all the law, all the prophets hang on these two commandments. So to your point, the way you transform the world is by loving people. And, and loving God and allowing God to do the transformation by his grace, not by our effort, um, but by the work that he's done for us. Yeah. That's great. And the only way you'll ever love God and love people 
is to receive the love of God in your life mm-hmm. and realize you can't earn it, but receive it. It's a grace that, that fuels that kind of love. Yeah. And that's biblical Christianity. Yeah. Why don't I pray for us? Please. Come Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that we would um, we'd be reminded of your love, God, that we would receive that uh, in, in new ways today, fresh in this moment. Um, all the thoughts that we might have of other people and, and different rules that, that we have for ourselves, God, may we just in this moment be reminded that you love us, uh, overwhelmingly so. I, I pray that um, whatever we have going on today, uh, as we're reminded of that, that, that we would walk confidently knowing that we're loved by you. God, that you've offered us grace, that you've, you've provided a relationship through the sacrifice that you made on our behalf. And God, as we receive that love today, would you help us to share that love? It's easy to get off track with that. So God, we thank you for the love that you've poured out onto us. And, and I pray that for each one of us listening, um, God, you would help us to love people well today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.